to record. <laughs> what was, I can't remember. There was one group that I, I think it was Isaiah decoded. It, it took me a long time to start recording. Missed a good chunk of that class. But anyway, chapter 40, if you're in my compilation here, and um, it's in the April 2020 Enzyme, um, if you're looking for it there digitally. Um, but you'll want to make sure to be able to bring up the footnotes either way that you do it, because there's a ton of great footnotes um, that that go along with this talk. Um, anyway, what what were your impressions as you were reading through this again? And, and uh, uh, well, for me, it was kind of uh, a big refresher because the first time when it first came out, like I, I read it, but I didn't pay much attention to it. Um, and so this time it was like, oh my goodness, all of the things that he's talking about in here are uh, amazing. I've just been trying to like dissect every um, every verse and, and really look up all the footnotes because there's a lot of footnotes in this talk. But anyway, what were your impressions overall um, going back through this talk, um, especially in context of, of April 2020 and, and what those words mean to us now, et cetera? But, Anyway, just kind of opening it up. What, what do y'all got? <clears throat> if not, I have tons of questions. <laughs> Everything in here is a question. What does this mean? What, what does he mean by this? Yeah, there's a lot of it. This is uh, the most amazing article. I loved it when it came out. And it's been fun to reread it for sure so much um there's a little bit of timeline in here we're talking about timeline we don't know exactly when all of this will but um in verse nine the time is coming mm -hmm. um i know i just love the promises in that verse the greatest mm -hmm. gift you give to the lord is to keep yourself unspotted from the world worthy to attend his holy house his gift to you will be the peace and security of knowing that you are worthy to meet him whenever that time comes mm -hmm. i love that guys we please not judge me i haven't read this and i don't know what page we're at anybody want to help me <laughs> we're judging you right now don't judge you me i've already washed judged. my face and i'm having a night <laughs> chapter 40 i i'm just i i i read it when it came out in april 2020 but i just barely sat down and was looking through it again so mm -hmm. okay. I'm okay. chapter 40 oh it says next week okay i'm with you yeah. One, page 103 i got it <laughs> yeah. i'm always a day late and a dollar short i swear <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right thank Divine. you we all are we just some of us just can hide it better than others i know there's sometimes when i come to class and i haven't <laughs> read everything <laughs> every time there's really a question he just wrote on back <laughs> But you're here. That's all that matters. I have really good intentions. Hopefully, I'll be blessed for my <laughs> Um, What's in your heart? Yeah, that's what counts. Well, it's pr my heart's in pretty good place. So hopefully that's. <laughs> 
but yeah, so Rosanne was just talking about um, kind of timelines. There's there's some different uh, words and phrases in here kind of suggesting mm -hmm. things. Uh, she talked about uh, verse nine. Um, one that popped out in, in group B that we were talking about was in verse two, that just kind of at the very last, uh, the great Latter-day work of which we are a part was established on schedule to, to mm -hmm. bless the waiting and, and weeping world. And yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. A few other, you know, anytime it's talking about accelerating or, or anything like that. Anyway, I, I hadn't noticed it, but yeah, there's there's a ton of time stamps mm -hmm. in, in this talk. I love verse three. I cannot speak of it in tempered tones. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Which made me really kind of look at it and like, what does temper mean in this? Is it like tempering chocolate and that whole process or metal or whatever? Mm -hmm. Or is it like tempered? Because like temper, you know, it's not like the angry. <laughs> I cannot talk about this in angry tones. Or like, what does tempered mean? Because he, especially as he's writing this for an Ensign article, you know, he's he's not just throwing in whatever words there. You know, every word is is calculated and methodical and and inspired, right? <laughs> Some of those words might not have a good connotation, but. <laughs> Anyway, like tempered tones. I, I thought that that was an interesting way to, to phrase it. Hmm. Um, to go along with that other part, see what was it we said just before that? Um, oh, on schedule. Verse. Yeah, on schedule in verse two. Yeah. Uh, in verse 26, kind of in the middle, but near the end. Uh, no, it starts in the middle. The Lord has reminded you, your children and your grandchildren, that you are lawful heirs and that you have been reserved in heaven for your specific time and place to be born to grow and become his standard bearers and covenant people. So still kind of the same thing, like we're on schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. You know, kind of going along that same line of, of that, like standard bearers and all that kind of stuff. Um, verse 23, he uh, says this phrase, which kind of pulled me back to his first talk that we studied. But he says, it is our charge, it is our privilege to help prepare the world for that day. And um, that 2018 talk in, in general conference, uh, uh, the priesthood session, um, he just says it so, so proudly. You know, this is our charge. Are we going to do it? Let's, let's go for it. Because, I mean, when we look at the, the magnitude of that charge, that, it, it's a huge um, thing to have been prepared and and to come forth at this time and to to bring about this great work with the savior um and then in verse five he says remember the fullness of christ's ministry lies in the future and it was like wait what wait what you know? yeah so what does that mean what did y'all get out of that I think he's talking because then he goes right into the second coming. So I think he's talking about the millennium. Mm -hmm. I think the millennium. I don't think the second coming. I think the fullness comes when he ministers all during the millennium. Yeah. Cause like when you, you hear the phrase, you know, Christ's ministry, what do you think about? You think about the time that he was actually walking upon the earth, you know, his ministry, right? And so the fullness of a ministry, uh, the fullness of him walking on the earth and performing miracles and, and saving souls and stuff, 
it makes a lot of sense with what you're just saying there. Like uh, during the millennium, when, when he is ruling and reigning and uh, his ministry here amongst us. Yeah, because that second coming, even if you take the six, seven times that he comes, is not a ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then, wow, what was it? Um, we were just building up to the climax of this last dispensation. Because we think the climax was the first vision, right? <laughs> and since President Nelson's been prophet, we think he's been <laughs> the climax. <laughs> yeah we keep getting these big crescendos these big uptakes but i don't think we've seen anything yet yeah anyway i thought that was pretty powerful um and then you know i don't want to be the debbie downer um but let's see where is it oh i think it starts in verse 24 uh, face the future with faith well i love right before it he has that scripture that one that you already said that it's our charge and our privilege to help prepare the world and then he goes meanwhile here now we live in a time of turmoil <laughs> and it's gonna get worse and it's gonna <laughs> and you're gonna be persecuted and you're gonna suffer and and then he goes to the promises and blessings right mm-hmm. so, anyways yeah you read that in- each of us will be tested and there's difficult days ahead. And what number are you on? Um, that's starting in verse 24, that whole section face the future with faith. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All of that. Sadly, some who you thought were your friends will betray you. <laughs> will simply seem unfair. I mean, it was like, <laughs> you'll be discouraged so pray for it was like oh wait wait i don't want to hear this because he gives this whole great thing it's the climax the crescendo you know the best is yet to come but it's gonna get pretty bad first <laughs> and can't you just like hear president nelson's like um voice as as you're reading this you know this one wasn't a conference talk you couldn't go listen to his voice actually say these words but since we we've known him you know we we followed lots of his, his talks and stuff here i can just hear him saying some of these things like the inflection in his voice and, and things yeah so pray for courage not to give up okay <laughs> i can <hear> <laughs> do whatever uh, the end of your faith in jesus christ by inc- i mean he just yeah anyway mm-hmm. go ahead i'm sorry what about the end of verse 25 that very persecution can either crush you into silent weakness or motivate you to be more exemplary and courageous in your daily lives has anybody experienced like this uh persecution um i know that my cousin i have a cousin who has become very antagonistic towards the church and posts very negative things I'm pretty close to her sister, who's very strong and faithful, until she had to block her because <laughs> she would just post the most terrible things about the church. Um, and, you know, so I'm like, it's right there in my family, this family member that's persecuting those of us who are staying faithful and true. Um, and I hope that I been more exemplary and courageous than I, you know, than I was. I think I, 
I have been much more outspoken about my beliefs recently than I was in the past. So I think that 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 just stood out to me that um, I hope I'm that person that's being you know motivated to even be more courageous. I feel like you're rocking me to sleep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> rock to sleep <laughs> i love to sit in rocking chairs this is my I chair in my room and i sit here a lot and i do marker polos to my sisters and i'm rocking <laughs> i love it that's funny i do do <laughs> anyway but yeah I, I feel that a lot because what is kind of our our first response when when things attack right um that that persecution can either turn us into a, a silent weakness where, okay, well, for the sake of the family, we're just not going to say anything. We're not going to talk religion anymore. You know, we'll, we'll keep it to politics because that's a, a safer bet, right? <laughs> but, or it can motivate you to be more exemplary and courageous in your daily lives. And I, I have to just answer that myself, like, oh, whoops I, I didn't handle persecution well I, I did it the wrong way so that 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 point that you bring out there is is huge of not not cowering with with persecution but but being exemplary and courageous in our daily lives like truth is truth so if we're going to stand for it let's stand for it kind of thing versus okay well we'll just not go there and I Mike but I guess you know, what does that mean? Does that mean I um, get on and try to counteract my cousin's posts, you know, or do I just, I just express myself, right? And what I believe and feel and not try to argue, not try to get into the debate. And, you know, so I don't know, but I think there are some times where you can feel like I need to say something. If you feel like that you need to say something, that's where the courage can really has to come in. Like, okay, yeah. I I gotta say this. I don't want to, but I gotta, you know. <laughs> but I think most of the time you just say and do what you feel you should and not necessarily try to engage and argue. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but mindset. I just try to counter with something positive on my own, mm-hmm. my own page, because they already have their mindset and they, you know, mm. I, it doesn't ever work to argue. And yeah. I would rather bring more light to social media than fight with the darkness. Like why waste your light on something that's mm. negative? I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. I, and that's, that's what I usually try to do too. Yeah. Do, like bashing. Like it doesn't ever. In fact, if somebody ever says something negative on mine, I just say, we probably will never disagree. I will never probably agree on this subject, but I respect how you feel. But this is my page and I can help how I feel. So, <laughs> yeah, I had a friend that she joined the church when we graduated from high school, but she's not in the church anymore. And um, everything I posted, she would yeah. um, get on like she was my personal troll, you know, yeah. and um, I eventually just just unfriended her I'm like I don't and I would delete her comments from my page I'm like I don't this is my page I don't want your comments on my page this is my platform so I would just delete them but finally I just I even had a friend another friend from high school message me and said 
what is going on with her? Everything you post, she just, yeah. But so I just said, I, I'm, I don't need it. I don't, we're not friends. So we're not friends. We're not friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Becky. I was just thinking um, as we're talking about this, two things. Um, I think you're right, Rossan, that there are times where we don't say anything, but the key's like when the spirit tells you to say something and then to do it. The problem I have is I get feisty. <laughs> That's not the way the spirit wants you to, to, or the heavenly father wants you to act back to them. But uh, the other thing I'm looking at this, is anybody noticing like this totally fits in with Isaiah Dakota? Um, ascent, descent, and all of these are given to us to make our choice, you know, whether we're going to use them as as a stepping stone or whether we're going to slide back. So I don't know. I just, I found that interesting. Yeah, for sure. He's basically warning us, us of a huge descent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that part of the pretty pretty much pretty wild ride. you're going down three rungs of the ladders but be prepared to four back up right yeah <laughs> and it's interesting to like take this talk in in context right so this comes out in the april 2020 enzyme um and then um in the the conference of, of april 2020 um we have his talk uh, opening the heavens for help um, hear him, which includes the, the restoration proclamation, which the restoration proclamation doesn't have any footnotes, but I feel like this enzyme article is the footnote for it. Like there's, there's so many things that help, um, for which talk for the hear him, it has the, the restoration proclamation. That's when he announces it for the first time. And then Hosanna shout, go forward with faith. Uh, anyway, it's just like, <laughs> I want to be a fly on the wall and witness all of his preparation for that April 2020 conference. I mean, he, <laughs> that must have been a, I mean, it would have given me anxiety and pressure and everything, but like, there's a lot of stuff that happened in that, that short amount of time uh, leading up to that, that general conference. It's quite amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, you guys were talking about difficulty with family, but it, I had to look it up because I don't know my scriptures that well, but this is the one where he says, I come not to send peace on earth. And we always think of mm. him as the peace giver, but I came not to send peace, but a sword for I have come to set a man at variance with his father and the daughter against her mother. And the daughter is in a law against her mother. I said, he that loveth his father or mother more than he loveth me is not worthy of me. So, I mean, I think families will be divided um, for those mm. who love Christ and those who don't um and it will divide families unfortunately mm -hmm. so what is what does that reference L? um Matthew 10 it starts with verse 34 and goes through 37 or 38 I guess or 39 it just continues um okay. it talks okay. about those who lose his life shall find it in me um but yeah and and I, the church is all about family, but it's like, you know, it's, you've got to love, it's what's the first commandment, love God 
then, you know, it's that comes first, even over your family. I mean, as much as emphasis as we put on our family, we're supposed to love God first. Exactly. I love it. That that ties perfect in there. And it's not one of the existing footnotes. (laughs) That's another one to (laughs) add to that list there. It's awesome. I couldn't help but think when we were reading all that stuff in the face, the future with faith, I was underlining it about the very persecution can crush you into silence and weakness and motivate you to be exemplary and courageous. And then strength comes when you remember you have divine nature and inheritance of infinite worth. Um, as you walk in righteous, the Lord's path of righteousness, you'll be blessed to continue. I mean, and it just goes on and on. So I was highlighting those things, um, you know, do whatever it takes to strengthen your faith in Christ. And as I was underlining that, I just had come to mind Corey Ten Boom and, um, you know, how she exemplified all of that in her life. And um, anyway, uh, one of the apostles spoke about Corey Ten Boom, I would say in 2010s sometime. Um, but uh, yeah, I just couldn't help but think of her and the, and the courage that she had in her example of just always, one of my favorite, well, there's several favorite stories, but one that I just remembered how she said, we have to be thankful for everything. And they had the, the um, fleas were so bad and their beds and they would read the scriptures the bible that she'd snuck in and they they could never figure out why the guards wouldn't come and they just wanted to be thankful for everything even the fleas and then later they learned that the reason why they were never found out and able to study the bible was because of the fleas none of the guards wanted to come in and so instead of getting upset and you know heavenly father why do you hate me i'm here and now you give me fleas too but just to always find gratitude i just and I just love her story. What an yeah. example of courage and faithfulness to the Lord. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then did you see what I put in the chat? Oh, yeah. So Avraham's, uh, what do I call that? It's an interview. I don't know. He's a guest starring on, on scripture notes, I guess. Um, yeah. Sunday at, at 2 p.m. I just registered for that. Yeah. Since we were talking about Adam, I thought, oh, put it, it reminded me of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anybody that is involved with the Isaiah Institute, we have that, that Q&A coming up here pretty soon as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else is this Sunday? There's another thing. Oh, uh, President Nelson's uh, devotional for the young adults. Is that I'm for sure. couples or just single people? It's for anyone. Anyone can go since we all attend the, I watched the priesthood session. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's officially for anyone 18 to 30, single or married, um, is is what the the poster said or whatever. But it said it was going to be on YouTube, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Just like conferences, you know, they'll live stream that. We might ought to change up our book club so that we can watch it if we want to i need yeah. to think <laughs> haven't put that together yet <clears throat> that verse 27 stuck out to me as well mm-hmm. 
um, I felt like it was a warning, do whatever it takes to strengthen your faith in Jesus Christ. And then he's broken down what we're supposed to do and the blessings that will come from that. And I thought, okay, take note. If he's, if he's giving us a warning or asking us to do whatever it takes, we need to listen. Exactly. So like in verse 29, um, when it says that as you keep your covenants with increasing precision, and as you defend the church and kingdom of God, like why, why distinguish those two as separate things? Like what are they? And, and how do we defend the one versus the other? If that makes sense. Maybe, maybe it's all just the same thing, but it seems like it's kind of um, calculated to, to pull those apart and, and defend both of them. Oh, that was kind of interesting. Well, I, I actually numbered them, but I numbered three. Follow Jesus Christ, keep your covenants, and defend the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're asking why those were, were taken apart? Uh-huh. Why is the church different from the kingdom of God? Is, is like oh, those two okay. pulled apart. First okay. thought that came to my mind is that there are... Um, wonderful people in the world who are not members of the church Mm -hmm. so that's the part like the kingdom of god includes the um the ten tribe like the you know all of those that are not members of the church that's the first thing that came to my mind but Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's right (laughs) and so like looking at that as you keep your covenants increasing precision as you defend both the church and the kingdom of God. And so in that context, like how much am I defending everyone, you know, versus like the church, you know, I'm, I'm always uh, in that, that kind of a realm, but like, no, all good uh, God fearing people and stuff. Like I don't necessarily take an active role in, in their defense. And anyway, it was just kind of an interesting thing to ponder um, because he's giving us major promises as we do that. Well, I don't, uh, okay, I kind of talked about this before. Defend the church and the kingdom of God. Is the church different than the kingdom of God? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what we're kind of wondering, yeah. I kind of feel like not everyone in the church is the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. That's interesting. So, so the church is the the um bride right so as far like the church as the organization Mm -hmm. and kingdom of god to me says those who keep like strive to keep the commandments of god so those are more like the people maybe so um so they're not necessarily members of the church Mm -hmm. i don't know that's what thought i had the footnotes took you to the wheat and the tares growing together and and waiting so sometimes i feel like the church while the organization is true we got a lot of tears in the wheat right mm-hmm. so is it talking about defending the church meaning maybe more the organization which we know is christ's organization and the kingdom of god are the wheat which you guys are saying is in or out of the church right that's true they're not, not everyone's in the church. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so another uh, thing going along that, like, uh, sometimes it can be referring to like um, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints versus Church of the Firstborn. Uh, it could apply in, in that kind mm-hmm. of a setting. But anyway, it was just kind of interesting how he um, kind of put them as, as two separate things there. And, and for what reason in context of, of the promises that he's given there. So in verse 30, it says, so in verse 29, we are uh, defend the church and kingdom of God. Verse 30, we are to build the church and the kingdom of God. Mm. Yeah, I like that. So then they defend and then also build both. Mm -hmm. That's super interesting. There's lots of build in there. There's build the church and kingdom and build families. Yeah. Well, it also says faith in his church in verse 30. Faith in his church. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been reading this book called Spiritual Physics of Light, and it's a he's he's a scientist and he's a physics guy and he talks all about how light works and it's he tries to make it dumb it down for people like me who don't really know or care about that kind of stuff but then he talks about spiritual light and um it's kind of cool the book he talks it's a this guy um goes into this big um cave and he's exploring this cave and he drops his flashlight. So he's in complete, complete dark. And um, his, after that experience, he said, you'd never go in a cave without three different forms of lighting in case that <laughs> happened again. And I was thinking, gosh, maybe we need three different forms of light for the darkness coming ahead. I kind of contemplated that for a little bit, but then listen reading this i just keep thinking about that book like we are the builders and where to build families like we have so much light to bring and like the dark can't stay that dark without when with the light like it can't dark can't overcome light light can just bring more light so um i don't know just something about this Sorry, my dogs are um, something about this just keeps bringing that book to my mind like how much you know we are the builders and like I since I was a little girl I've always prayed that I would radiate the light of the gospel because that was like the Mary Miss theme and it just stuck with me <laughs> and so I've just like always been part of my prayers like it sounds really silly but then when I'm listening to this book I'm like it really is such an important thing to have the light of Christ in us Mm-hmm. and to be the builders we're gonna have to have that light and maybe lots of different forms of light you know lots of like to have a testimony of lots of different things and i was and when you guys were talking remember when um, people used to bear their testimony they'd always say i know the church is true i don't know the church is true and they don't you never hear that now people don't really say that anymore at least well, maybe not there um, but they do hear I never hear that. Oh, they do hear. Yeah, I hear <laughs> really? it all the time. Yeah, but you know what I was Yeah, thinking? I hear it all the time too. What I was thinking when you were talking when it says we're build the church and the kingdom of God. Maybe what it's talking about is the church is really what brings people to Christ, right? And so maybe that's in reference of, you know, building the church and maybe it's 
building up the church with the members and bringing people to Christ through the church. And then we bring them to the kingdom of God. I don't know, because I know that people are brought to Christ all kinds of different ways, not just through the church, right? So do no, you but mean, I'm, but I'm what saying like mean? through their ordinances, like we need to, oh, like, okay. the whole they thing about missionary work and gathering Israel, mm-hmm. right? All at the beginning. And so maybe what he's talking about is building the church, like bringing in people to the gospel. So they get their ordinances, they make mm-hmm. their covenants. And then we need to build the kingdom of God by helping them move up. Yeah. I don't know. It's just another thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, kind of going along the Isaiah decoded thing as well. Uh, the very end of verse 26, um, you will be blessed to continue in his goodness and be a light and a savior unto his people. You know that that sometimes is kind of misunderstood or, or whatever, but um, that we have the savior, right? I mean, he's uh, highest rung of the, the ladder there, but there's also the idea of proxy saviors and, and that we can have a part in that as we can become a light and a savior unto his people in, in ways. Um, you know, he talks about... Uh, missionary work, family history work, um, and everything in here, but um, that's a a very real principle to, uh, we're learning to become like little lowercase saviors, right? I mean, we're we're not going to be affecting an atonement on on people's behalf, but that we can be a savior to people, Um, because what does the savior do? He saves them from uh, physical harm, spiritual harm, etc., and um how we learn that as we we ascend the ladder we we have these ministering assignments to our families and to our friends and communities um in small ways Um, well even like this this book group like how much it's helped me have more confidence and like build my testimony and just like bringing that light and having more confidence in myself like that's bringing light to people around me and I think there's we're just going to need more like I don't know if I said it right but I just feel like we are going to need more and more of that so we've got like and he's saying you don't you're running out of time like I, you've got to get the light in you and you you know and there's you know he said specific things but I just reading this book I'm just like oh I just really feel like you can't spend too much time in it like that you just can't we just got to keep working at it and it's almost like food storage like it's just never ending like it's just it's never I keep thinking okay that's enough and then I'm like oh I still can use some more rice you know (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like it's the same thing like it's just like we are going to be so needed with the stuff that's coming and and then I think, well, I thought that last year and nothing's really happened. So maybe we have more time than I thought. But... I don't think we have much more time. I think the right shoe's getting ready to fall. Well, I've been prompted that too, but I keep in my back of my mind thinking, well. <laughs> no, with, with what everything's doing. There's too many kettles, kettles ready to boil, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I it's all getting ready to fall. 
Kathy, is that a physical book or you have a digital or audio book of that? I got the audio book on Desert Book. It's called oh, Spiritual okay. Physics of Light. Yeah, I've and seen it. I'm just trying to get a physical copy and nobody has the actual yeah. copy of the book. I've tried everywhere to find a copy of the I book. Really have like, I'm more of a listener, so I didn't really look oh, for okay. it. <laughs> I really have enjoyed it because he does talk a little bit about he talks about the physics of light and they actually don't know how light works. Like they know the properties of it, but they don't actually know how it works. Like he's like, even uh -huh. the best can't figure out really how it works. And then it goes into how spiritual light works. And mm -hmm. I'm still in that knew. part. <laughs> What's that? I bet Tesla knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if anybody in this group finds a copy of it, I'll buy it. I mean, yeah. you don't want it because I just cannot find a physical copy. Why do you copy like to have a physical copy of things you don't like? Yeah, and I I looked everywhere for a while. It was on, I don't know if it was Seagull Books or it was on Deseret Books, but then it just disappeared and says, nope, not available anymore. I think it would be a good hardback because there's a lot of, I really. I, I think that, there's some diagrams in it if you go to his there website. Is, there is diagrams. And. He, that part about him, this guy that was in the cave and dropped his his flashlight and like the penetrating darkness, like you don't understand darkness until you have no light. And I was thinking, I bet people feel like that spiritually, like just that dark when you have no, when you don't have the savior and you don't have that, that's what's coming. And I just, it, I've just thought about it so many ways and so many different things this week, just hearing that I'm like, wow, like that just is, can be as deep or as long. Oh, sorry. You muted yourself right there at the end. But... Oh, I just said, um, just listening to that, just, it keeps popping back in my head all this whole week about light and you can make. You can make that book like as light or as heavy as you want. You can, it just applies to so many things. Mm. And I just, anyway, this just was interesting. It's just really interesting. Yeah, that is so cool. I'm just, I found the website and posting it in the. Also, I've never really been in pure darkness where I could not even see my hand. Like maybe, well, I have been in a cave before. But you know, light's coming. It's not like you don't know when you're going to see light again. That would be terrifying. Yeah. And like to drop your only lantern would be horrific. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, it just really was a good visual for me. Yeah, I like that. Um, did you look? I've been looking on Abe Books, A-B-E, and Second Sale for books. And I found some, not always but I've been buying books there. Speaking of which, we just talked about Gathering Israel. <laughs> and I told you that I bought- Which one? Stories of Lost oh. Israel and Folklore. Yeah. And then I went down a rabbit hole on second sale. People who bought this book also liked this one. <laughs> Israel's Lost 10 Tribes, Migrations to Britain and the United States. Oh. Not written by a member of the church. Then how about this one? <laughs> The Traditions of Glastonbury, The Biblical Missing Years of Christ Answered. This is by E. Raymond Capp, C-A-P-T, and they had, there were other books of his, and I was like, oh my gosh, 
this guy is prolific. I need to buy more, but I can see that first one. That first one looks so good. I got three and I have one more about the stars downstairs, which I think Capped wrote. And I'm like, I got enough. So <laughs> you want so you want this one, the stories of the lost? That looks so good. Yeah, because yeah, we talked totally about cool. it. Um yeah. when we did Isaiah Decoded, we talked yeah. about it. And so I finally decided to purchase it. And it's been super, super interesting. Mm -hmm. But anyways, these other ones, look, I'm like, we're not the only ones that think, I don't know. I just thought it was, yeah, interesting. <laughs> so not to, to put a damper on that at all, but I, I, I looked at uh, a books because I've been like Googling, trying to find it because I mean, that's like my thing. As soon as somebody can't find something, I'll find it. Right. <laughs> but I finally here. found oh, one at a books and it is $285. Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Most of the books I get are at second sale, not a books. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was just kind of funny. That you know, because funny. sometimes they do them astronomical when they're in high demand or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Hey, back on that subject, Alethea, have you guys heard that talk by Brad Wilcox about the 10 tribes i don't think so it, i, think oh, I just i just saw it the other day but i didn't watch it, it is so good he kind of sounds like he's talking to primary kids did he just get, he always right sounds that way <laughs> he, yeah it is so so good i loved it it was so simple but also like i learned so many things from it and he really does talk like he's talking to little kids Mm -hmm. well, he's an educator elementary educator that's where he started that's all his degrees so that's why is it because yeah, he does talk that, like that yeah is that a new talk yes. i don't know yes. if it's new is it new i'm not sure if anybody finds it real quick and post it in the chat i can yeah, the, yeah, post it kathy the way that he explains everything, oh my gosh, I loved it. If I I sent it to my sisters, I'm like, you guys, I'm sure they didn't watch it, but I can well, keep sending it. To it us. Stuff. <laughs> okay, I'll post it right now. I loved it. Also, did you guys see they're kind of coming after him again? They are. Yeah, it seems so like sad. he keeps getting the brother stuff. <laughs> oh, and really, I mean, they did this whole investigation. Fox News did on him and pretty much they were like yeah he doesn't he teaches the boys maturation he's done it for 20 years at the school oh and they're, they're saying, saying it's sex ed or something huh? well they're saying he's not a health professional oh brother and when it came down to it they had somebody in Nevada or California that is a psychiatrist or I don't know something health professional and she goes no he's doing a really good job he's hitting all the points he's doing so it was like a non-story but they had to run with it anyway and it just makes me sad that's the kind of persecution I think <laughs> yeah, yeah we're reading about right here right yeah yep. yeah I don't turn sad. into that <clears throat> I was listening to um, they saw our day uh, Lance Richardson right like yeah. oh my gosh it's like my favorite thing like it's my go-to that and visions of glory I keep listening to that while I'm working but anyway uh, a lot of the the persecution right before the the third great shaking um, it, it just kind of ties into this as well 
I want to do like a book club just on that. <laughs> they saw our day. That'd be a super fun discussion. But. It would be so fun. Yeah, I love that one. I, I just listen to it again. I listen to it all the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, my son that left the church um, when he came home from his mission hooked us onto that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should tell him to listen to it again. <laughs> hey, this this video looks like it's 10 months old, but I really loved it. I don't remember seeing it. Mm-hmm. it you guys are probably way too smart for it, but for me, it was like right on my level. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, those persecutions are are huge, you know, like we're, we're seeing people coming after church members all the time. And even within our own faith, you know, and, and stuff like, anyway, it's just kind of crazy how, it, like, we know it's coming, but it's coming, like, <laughs> hard and fast it's and so slow but it's coming fast it's like a weird rumbling but then yeah. It takes... yeah it's yeah i agree it is we know it's coming but it's just the strange apprehensiveness of it mm-hmm. and we don't know well, that we like it's just it's just weird yeah, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like like nobody pictured covid right so right mm-hmm. there's a lot and, of unknowns uh, along also along with that is like it all happened in a day mm-hmm. like it all shut down in one day so like a lot can happen just like in mm-hmm. one day yeah and yeah like, this... i say somewhere in isaiah that babylon falls in one day mm-hmm. like, yeah so. everything just collapses mm-hmm. hey you guys um was that you, Stephen, in the chat that said that it's now the book is now available in Deseret? But for people like Kathy who don't have like to listen, the figures are there in color with explanations. Mm-hmm. It, it said the book, so I don't know if it means what it means, whether it's physical copy or yeah. Yeah, it, on, it, said well, it says in the book graphics are used to aid. So I'm guessing it is in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the on when you're looking at Desert Book itself, it says the hardcover is temporarily out of stock, but the ebook or audiobook is available. Okay. Well, the um figures there they are, Kathy, for the ebook. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But yeah, like it in in 25. I mean, we've kind of hit on that before, but. Like rarely in the future will it be easy or popular to be a faithful Latter-day Saint. You know, yes, we've seen that in the past, but I think we're going to increasingly see that, right? You know, we've been through Gileadi and Rush's, Prout's, Timeline, like all the, the gamut. But I, I think it, it's coming and it'll <laughs> shortly beat our, our doorsteps when we'll have to, to face a lot of that, you know, and not just within our own families, but, you know, just kind of as, as a whole. I mean, not to be rude, guys, but we don't seem like the really popular group anyway. You're popular with us, Cameron, but like I've never been in the popular group, so I think I might be okay on that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kathy. Yeah. Um, that 
link that you posted, everything, you're just posting it to me, not to everyone. You need to change it. Oh, can you, are you the only one that can see it? Yeah. And I tried to copy and paste it because I have my computer the way I have it set oh, up. Oh, sorry. Okay. I got it. I okay. didn't look at that. Yeah. I didn't see it either. So I went and looked, but I found an <laughs> eight minute one and then a 48 minute one. So we might be okay with not being popular, mm -hmm. but <laughs> yeah, I think we're okay. <laughs> but we easy. probably will have to even handle more persecution. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting. Again, I'm looking at that. It just keeps popping out. It is our charge. It is our privilege to prepare the world. And then he goes right into the persecution. Is that kind of a way to tell us to look at the persecution as a privilege and as our charge because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. like how many times do we do that right i mean that's not the natural man reaction to things it's like but no yeah you, you get a sickness bring it on you do this bring it on you know like when people fight you or say mean words and cuss yeah i'm Thank you. You know, be full of gratitude and yeah. Or maybe this has been a really good practice because I, yeah. I felt very much like the odd man out for two years now. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Exactly. So maybe we're getting really talking. How's that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I I liked what it said kind of verses 11 through 17 ish you know uh, around through there about the gathering and um he talks about the fishers and hunters right from uh jeremiah 16 but um i found it interesting that the in verse uh, 17 there um the lord has decreed the establishment of Zion is in each realm where he has given his saints their birth and nationality the place of gathering for Brazilian saints is in Brazil and, and likewise. Um, and so uh, I thought that was kind of interesting um, where he has given his saints their birth and nationality. Like we're all at where we need to be. That's where we were placed in order for our best um, preparations and, and where we are needed to go. And so it's interesting. I, I found this uh, very intriguing ever since I've kind of got to know y'all and you know some of the Facebook groups that we kind of started getting to know each other on but the kind of migrations that people do you know and it's all based on faith like where you just get promptings you need to be somewhere else you were born here and that's where you needed to to be uh, and then when the transition happens you, you move somewhere else and um it's just interesting how, how the Lord has his hand in all of that, right? <laughs> he just sets me down in one spot and tells me to be still. But um, with, with many others, it's, it's this huge migration of, of faith, right? And it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning when you said, um, circled it, that, oh, in verse two, that um, like everything's on schedule. Mm -hmm. So we are where we need to be we're on schedule and you know what that gives me peace i love that and i love to just think oh everyone's showing up to do the part they said they would do mm -hmm. and i 
know why, but that just like gives me so much peace. Like this is how it's supposed to be. So just deal with it. Like it's not that big of a like, you know, don't get all stressed out about it. Right. Don't mm -hmm. worry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I just happened to open the a book today. I, the Visions of Glory and is right at the part where it says that we're here right at this time. It's not random. It's not accidental. It was divinely engineered. Right. Mm -hmm. So everything's just planned accordingly. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what's the remedy for that, I guess you'd say, but like sometimes when life is chaos. <laughs> that's where faith comes in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I find that a good prescription of faith and gratitude <laughs> over time can, can heal a lot of that. And then you'll get a good as soon as you figure it out there's another rung down <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah no more rungs please <laughs> i love it yeah like especially just in just in the realm of like learning right where i mean <laughs> you have these moments of oh i think i've i've kind of got it or or whatever and then it's like fire hose from from the other side just like oh i didn't have it okay <laughs> i got this one now i just love go ahead kathy no i want to hear what you have to say no i was just going to change the subject and just say i loved all the promises and blessings starting in verse 29 mm-hmm Um, and the end of verse 30, we're, we are to prepare for our own divine destiny, glory, immortality, and eternal lives. Interesting. Yeah. It's not just after we're dead, we start preparing for those things, but, yeah. but we do that now. And so what is that? I'm going to butcher the paraphrase, but it's a DNC 130. But anyway, so much the advantage in the world to come kind of thing. Oh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, really like that. Um, I, it's weird. I've always known that scripture, but mm, Mike Stroud talked about it. And ever since then, I've pondered it in so many different ways. I've realized that really is true. Like it's almost an eternal principle. Like it's that way, like with your tests, the more that you advance, you know, and going to school, the more that you listen in class, so much more the advantage when you take that test, you know, or, you know, just in everything, if, if you study and you develop and you become, then you have a bigger advantage. And it's often manifested in ways that we don't expect, mm -hmm. you know, like my son just finished biomedical science thinking he was going to go to medical school and the day after he graduated he goes so i don't feel the fire in my belly i want to I be, be an attorney <laughs> and we're like well good because that's what we always thought you were going to do 
but it's been kind of fun. He's been home supposedly studying for the MCAT, but now he's studying for the LSAT. <laughs> he a little bit of a change. Yeah, he was supposed to take the MCAT in June and now he's not doing that. But anyway, but it's just been fun. Like I had a little problem with my foot and I had this doctor's appointment today and I'll tell him and he goes, oh, you know what? It's really interesting because this muscle attaches here and this goes there. And then, and your doctor said you need an enzyme. You can't take an enzyme because an enzyme, da, 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 you know, and it's like, wow, he's really learned a lot. Now, has it been beneficial? No, it's been fun. But I think the time will come where he'll realize this was beneficial. And in fact, um, he called us after his first semester of school or in the middle of it. And he goes, mom, I'm really smart. And I go, I know you are. And he goes, no, like, I'm smart. Like, I'm so smart. <laughs> I go, we, we did he goes, I just thought I was stupid. I thought that you just told my teachers to tell me I was smart and I was doing a good job because nobody wanted me to know how stupid I was. <laughs> and I was like, really? You thought you were stupid? I thought I was so stupid and you guys were just lifting up my spirits and trying to make me feel better. And, you know, we got talking about it and he goes, because I'd always told that I had, he and another son had wanted to go to law school and I or go into politics. And I said, if you do, you need to take communications because you'll always use that. You can do PR, it'd be really good. And we were talking about why did you do biomedical science and, and you don't wanna do it now. And he, I said, you know, I think if you'd done communications, you wouldn't have realized I have what it takes to go to law school. Yeah. If you'd done communications, it wasn't that difficult compared to biomedical science. And now, you know, and so now he has so much more the advantage than he would have if he'd done something else. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times it's just manifested in different ways, you know, and he still maybe never would have realized, Hey, I'm really smart. I can do this. He may have just thought they're all just telling me I'm, I'm, Hey, get on you, son. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like like I, that whole time you're uh, saying that I was trying to like apply it to myself and like in a spiritual sense, right? Mm -hmm. Of some of the hard trials or whatever, but now you can can face some of the the harder ones because yeah, I, if I can handle that, I can do the next thing or whatever. But um, if you just kind of keep hitting the the low balls or you know going in uh, some different ones, but anyway, that it's all in preparation for what we actually need to become. And I, I love that. Sometimes it's uh, very unexpected, I, but yeah. all I to call, give us experience. Yeah, I called yeah. Cameron a few, I don't know, it's been a couple months, hasn't it, Cameron? And I told him some stuff going on. And I realized now that I'm at this end of it, I'm a rock. Like I am a rock. Mm -hmm. I'm a princess warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you like are. I, why do you laugh at that but I, like, I love it but i really like it's given it's been really challenging right really challenging trial and it wasn't my son um but i look at it and i'm like wow like i'm i don't know I'm not tooting my horn, but it's just like my son. Like I'm really smart. Oh man, look at how I paused. I look stupid. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. That's funny. But it's there realistic pride. It's realistic pride, though, to look back and like I'm 
you know, I'm proud of what I've done. Like, I think, Mm -hmm. and I kind of think the studying, like as much as it's helping us now, I don't think it's near helping us now. Like it will later. Right. I think it's more just a confidence. That's, it's not a pride. It's just a confidence going, right. wow. And really, honestly, it's not anything that I would tell anyone about how I came to that, but it's just this inner confidence. Like, wow, I can do this. I've got this just like my son did when he was like, mm-hmm. I can like, there's no hesitation. I can do law school. I'm like, okay. You know, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, of the Moses one that we always talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Where he he comes to that realization. Now I know that man is nothing, right? Like, I mean, without God, none of this is, is possible. But but look at who I can be and who I am through these trials and everything. It's like, boom, I got this. Cast Satan out. Done. I love that. And, and I've kind of shared a little bit too, since that time, there's been discussions that have been, pe- people have shared things with me and I open my mouth with no thought formulated, nothing. I don't know what I'm going to say. And it just comes out and I'm just like, wow. I am so wise. And then I'm like, no, that's not me. That was heavenly father. It just Mm -hmm. happened again to me last night. Like these words just spew out with no thought. And I'm, and I'm, I'm always amazed. And I'm like, okay, that's been a good experience for me to have, to give me confidence in the Lord and um, trust myself too. And being able to open my mouth and not being afraid. I love that. Yeah, so like in context of this talk right here, um, the, the title of it, the future of the church, right? And who is the church? We're all the church, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every member is, is equally important in, in all of it. And um, just piggybacking off of what you were just saying there, um, I found it interesting going through the footnotes, a good majority of the footnotes are talking about uh, either rending the veil, parting the veil, seeing God face to face, translation in, in a few of them, but like a lot of stuff that he's not saying deliberately in the actual body of the, t- uh, of the article here, but, um, but the future of the church is, is super bright for those that are willing to, to go through all of that. And, um, you know, if like visions of glory, there's lots of different things that that reference it, but that's what comes to mind. But those that receive the mark of God on their foreheads, it's because they've went through the, the brotherhood of suffering. Right. I mean, we, um, how does Spencer describe it in that? I forget, but, um, the fact that when he goes and, uh, ministers to, to that people, they, they recognize him, they recognize all that he's went through, and then it shows visibly upon his countenance because they've went through it too, and, you know, fellow sufferers in Christ can, can recognize each other that way, and, and I think um, all of these little uh, kind of stories here at the end have been uh, kind of pointing to that, like, sometimes we have, like, these um, great glimpses or you know uh, glances in the mirror of like look at who 
I'm becoming through, through all of this, you know, like, like just consider yourself two years ago where you were at personally in your, your journey, where, wherever that was. I know for me, <laughs> I was nowhere near what the Lord has, has helped me to, to become now. And, um, it's taken a lot of work, but then it's taken a lot of just challenges that were completely blindsiding. But like, as you, it nah, premeditates the wrong word, but as you decide ahead of time, what you're going to do and how you're going to react to given certain situations that are going to pop up. And then when they come about you in a totally different way, you at least have some preparation behind you and you can face the future with faith. Uh, because you you know where you've placed your testimony kind of a thing and then then you're able to <laughs> not glide through the challenges but but come out on the other side triumphant you know like I, that's what I'm hearing from from all of your stories like it's so fun to kind of see that especially in a rearview mirror perspective when it's all done right <laughs> I'm really smart I, I've got this look at it. <laughs> I'm a rock I can do this <laughs> bring on the next one let's do it what about um verse 18 spiritual security will always depend on how one lives not where one lives mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i promise that if we'll do our best to exercise faith in jesus christ and access the power of his atonement through repentance we will change the page have knowledge and power of god to help us take the blessings of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ to every nation. I thought um, that part of doesn't matter where you live. Have you guys had promptings about where you're going? Because I'm not getting any. I'm not. <laughs> you're not okay? It's crickets mm -mm. all across the board. <laughs> I know. I'm like, somebody say something because I'm not not getting anything i think i talked about this one time but um we don't know why we were suddenly moved up to fort worth because we were happy where we were at um but i somebody asked a question in a group about anybody else feeling prompted to move to missouri and i looked up where new jerusalem is you know we know the center point is in missouri but it's 1500 furlongs or I don't know. It's 1500 miles and square. It comes down through past Fort Worth. Now it doesn't make it to Utah or Idaho, <laughs> <laughs> but it takes up, it goes up a little bit into Canada past the Great Lakes. So what and do you mean? Understand what you're saying. So the center part of New Jerusalem is, um, Jackson County. In, uh huh that's the center part so if you take okay. that as the center and it goes 1500 miles because in revelation it says it squares so many cute i don't remember what it says but it comes out to about 1500 miles and oh. just, just google a map of new jerusalem boundaries lds and it was it this group we were looking at that mm -hmm. a while ago was it me yeah. i thought i've been here yeah, I shared it and it's almost the entire United States. And then I was like, it wasn't down where we were living though. It doesn't go down to the tip of Texas into Mexico. And I'm like, maybe he did move us to New Jerusalem. 
So we don't have to walk to Missouri. We're going to walk somewhere, Kathy. Get your shoes. You guys, there's I'm not, serious. I just want to There's know. not room for everybody there. There's not room for everybody there, no. That's just the center point. But yeah. New Jerusalem is, is very big. It's, it's not just Jackson County. So we don't have to walk there. Okay. <laughs> no. We're about 250 miles from Jackson County. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're totally safe. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think that do you think that it's that big, that square miles, the 1500 square miles, or do you feel like you're going to have to get closer? I think we're good. I well, think we're good. in Revelation it says it's that big, so I think it's that big. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, you know, how how Zion will eventually encompass like the the whole earth right you know that's the the destiny mm -hmm. of the earth but you know as it starts out and as we uh, gather into cities of light and, and everything it's not just one central hub that's just you know the the center place of, of governance and everything but it, it eventually heals and and spreads and yeah it's all about promptings as soon as <laughs> As soon as anybody gets their prompting, I want to know. About I know, it. like if you get one, just share so that I can see if mine. Like, <laughs> like that's what the ham radios are for, right? Yeah, why can't oh, we? Oh god. <laughs> yeah, we you probably won't have communications at that point. <laughs> you crack me. Yep, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> the there, problem there is, are... I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. <laughs> There, I have heard of I have heard of people move like um a family in my sister's ward in Nampa, Idaho. They just all of a sudden moved to Missouri. They feel like they needed to go. So I have heard of people going to Missouri, but there simply isn't room for all of us in Jackson County. I mean, yeah. there just isn't. No. And yeah, and it's just going to be the center place. So it's. I, I can imagine it being like, isn't there a place at Mecca or something where thousands of people travel to to see and then they go home? Like maybe we'll we'll eventually I want to go see it and then we come back home. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well the, like my husband keeps kind of a Yeah. My husband keeps saying, why don't we sell our house and just move into like a motor home and go find a place and live off the grid? And I'm like, I I love my house and I love, and I want to live by my kids. And then I'm like, but I mean, I know that we probably can't stay here forever and I shouldn't have my heart set on riches of life, but I also really like comfort. Like I, I like my life and I'm, you know, but it's like, it's really what Heavenly Father calls you to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but it, like, we all know what's, we know things are coming. But I don't want to be like the ones that pack up and go too early and be like, oh, you were three years too early. <laughs> and, then, and then be nothing like, going on. where there's not even a yellow dog. Right. I, I don't want to be there by myself. Like, I don't do well by myself. I don't find myself that interesting. I'm kind of bored by myself. Kathy, <laughs> you crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> well my husband she, it kind of depends on me for inspiration i keep saying you're the priesthood holder why don't you get the, 
He goes, I don't get any. I just listen to you. <laughs> but I keep coming up with nothing. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes the nothingness is good, right? It means that you're in the right place at the right time and you just need to keep pressing forward. When you have a change of battle plans, then you'll get them. <laughs> Maybe it's the 30 people coming and I'm going to flee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're you're, all like, you're there. like oh, peace out, dudes. I'm totally out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I, I feel very much very rooted here in, in Malta, but, um, you know, like every time I go to Education Week or, or anywhere in Utah, for that matter, I'm just like preparing for the worst. I, I have my survival backpack with me. It's like if I get stuck down here, I'm hiking out of there. <laughs> Let's right. See. But yeah, and Neil says that in the chat. I know I'm supposed to stay where I'm at for now and prepare for the, the call of the brethren. That's what I keep getting is stay where you're at, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard. It's just hard to know. Well, mm -hmm. I think everybody's going to get personal revelation because I had a friend on Facebook and they just felt like they were supposed to go just out of the blue. They thought they were, and they went and they found a house in three days and they sold their house in three days. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and then somebody from here, they just are leaving for a job, but where they chose to go was Missouri. Don't ask me why they chose Missouri. <laughs> they could have chose anywhere, but that's where they're going. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. And I have a friend that keeps saying I should go to Arizona. And I was like, I looked where she said, oh, you should go. And I'm like, oh, I used to have family about 20 miles from where they suggested I go. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. But so I'm, I'm, keep thinking of that but i haven't gotten inspiration yet but i think it's going to be a couple of years but i'm tempted to call family and say okay if it gets bad by this can i come can i come <laughs> can i send a bed now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh i think it's yeah you think it's bad now it's no, not bad now <laughs> i'll send a bed now and just in case oh <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just just store my my comfy queen bed, and I'll be there in a couple months. <laughs> like Motel Six, they'll leave the light on for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard of somebody that started sleeping on the floor to get used to sleeping on the floor. And I'm not practicing. That's just something I'm not gonna practice for. <laughs> So you're going to be one of those ones that are doing it right at the time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to what in the outhouse? <laughs> I don't keep my normal bed very well, let alone on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, well, I'm excited to get on the other side and get reunited with you guys and say, you guys, we I know. Well, Remember that all that studying we did? Oh my gosh, thank you, Cameron. <laughs> no, I'd be like, Cameron, you were wrong on a lot of things. And be like, yeah, that's, that's true. That timeline we thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when we thought. <laughs> but are you so glad with like what you've studied and everything? I mean, I, I felt it's been very inspired, you know, starting out with the Abraham book and then we just kind of cruised into some some fun things that have just totally revamped everything i i i don't know i've loved every minute of that i've really enjoyed reading the prophet stuff it really has been so good for me 
Yeah. It's fun because I read this and Cameron, I did look at the footnotes, but not quite all of them. And it was fun to get your insights that so many of them had to do with rending the veil because I didn't get that. So it's fun when we get together to get everybody's insights and go, oh, I didn't see that. Okay, thanks. Yeah, like just the very first footnote, like DNC 88 is a powerhouse. Holy cow. I mean, it's, it's the olive leaf, right? Yeah. In the Tree of Paradise thing. It'd be fun to have a book club just on that. <laughs> I can't keep up with all the book clubs. I, know, I can't either. I'm, just let us know when that one is, Cameron. <laughs> that's what, like, that's my way of kind of doing the inside joke with my mom because she's like, oh my gosh, stop already. <laughs> <laughs> she's such a good sport though she's just like always just right there yeah <laughs> yeah i keep her in her paces but yeah there's so many things to study all the time but i i always i mean i think we've studied a lot of you know the extracurricular things isaiah decoded and all that kind of stuff got a framework and then it keeps coming back to scripture like president nelson's words doctrine and covenants uh, school of the prophets that we're headed into next holy cow i can't even tell you how excited i am for that but excited for it yeah it's have you already been studying it yeah i've been memorizing since january <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> <sighs> i've been memorizing awesome. since january so that i only have to memorize like a tiny little bit <laughs> Kathy, I just console myself knowing that Cameron doesn't have like kids. And <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably the youngest one in the book club too. <laughs> so he's got a probably. young brain. He has a lot more. <laughs> yes. Although you guys, he has a lot of plants to take care of. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> Lots of plants. Huh? You guys, Cameron is smart. <laughs> plants don't have to take drivers in and go to school. <laughs> but he also does have a job or two. <laughs> wow. And I think book clubs combined are another job. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they take on a, a lot of time on their own. And I think compiling all this was another job. <laughs> you have ministering mm -hmm. people, or are we your ministering people? <laughs> yeah, you're you're basically it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Our special needs. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so for next week, we're going to be studying um, the Restoration Proclamation, which is goes hand in hand with this week. And so you're going to see lots of tie-ins and parallels and cross-references. But um, if you're wanting to study that in my compilation thing, it's in the Hear Him talk on... It starts on page 118 in verse 37. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can just look it up, but if you're just pop over a couple pages, it's, it's right there on 118. Um, but yeah, so just for a reminder, anybody that's wanting to do the ham radio class with us this Saturday. Um, so, uh, if you haven't caught up on anything, you have about two and a half hours of, <laughs> of videos to watch, uh, to cram for, for class, but, um, 
if not, no worries. But uh, this Saturday, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, same Zoom link. Um, but we'll be talking a lot about kind of how fast we're going and, and seeing where everybody's at. You know, no pressures if you don't have all of the, the five sections covered yet and watched. But um, and we'll also be talking about uh, purchasing uh, equipment, any equipment that you guys are needing and wanting. We're going to try to like go in on that because sometimes that's the hardest battle is like knowing exactly what to, to do. I mean, we're just going to be basing it off of Neil's shopping list that he's uh, given us, but. Anyway, we'll be talking Thank about Kevin's that. Neil. What was that? Thank heavens we have Neil. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, he already signed uh, up for me. Darn it. <laughs> won't be there because I have a gun class that day. I'm shooting 250 rounds of ammo. <laughs> so, release some fun. Day. wish I was doing that with you. Uh, I can defend my house but yeah that's what we should do for a, a retreat we'll just have a gun range we'll it's so some fun. i love it it's so fun that's funny yeah i'm taking my youngest son so he's pretty excited and i think that gives me a couple points for being a cool mom yeah. right uh, yeah i think it bumped me up a couple notches <laughs> so well thanks you guys yeah. Thank you. See everyone next week. Hey, <laughs> Have a great week. Just real quick, what book is it? Is there a particular book we're supposed to be studying that for the for ham the ham radio? Um, so it's on the the spreadsheet that I sent out. Let me. How did I that. miss that? I have that spreadsheet all pulled up. Ham radio. So I mean, it's just a, a YouTube course. Right. Um, so there's no um, handbook. There's no handbook. So okay. I think he said that every three years they put out a new study guide to prepare for the tests and it's scheduled for this june and so don't buy the old one because a new one's just going to be coming out pretty soon anyway oh i um, have the old one because i took this class in the winter but oh, wow. i don't have a very good memory and math and science was there's a reason why i'm a clothing and textiles and family history <laughs> 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 yep. But yeah, okay. so I just sent you the, the link there and it has all the links to the videos. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that all pulled up. I, I've had it pulled up and I've been watching, but I'm like, I wonder if there's a book I'm supposed to be looking at too. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good to know. I'm not missing anything. So, mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Thank you. All right. We'll, we'll see, see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>